Scouse, you lead it off? Yeah, well, first off is um, I want to really um, touch on one very important fact. I want to wish everybody a happy new year, and um, I wish my team, Louisville City FC, a, um, a successful uh, 2021. So happy new year, guys. Happy Cheers. new year. Cheers. Happy new year. Great way to start it off there, Scouse. So uh, for today's show, it's first time back since the uh, turn of the new year. Uh, I think we can all tell 2020 to F off and uh, hopefully greener pastures for 2021. Uh, today's show is a lot of fun. So uh, we've been trying to get this one together for a little while. I've got uh, Danny Cruz, assistant coach for Louisville City FC, and you've got like two or three other different names too. Technical director or what else? Yeah, yeah, just a couple. Just technical couple. director, assistant coach. You can call me what you want. We're talking about nicknames. You can come up with one. Go for it. You know. Well, I can't say that. I can't. I can't say that on here. I can't say that on here because I've heard quite a few things. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, there you go with the familiar voice of uh, my partner in crime, um, Scouse Bronlow there. Scouse, good to see you, brother. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you all. So uh, let's uh, crack it off. And uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've, whoa, got whoa, whoa. We've got the whole top brass here. We've got you as El Jefe, Presidente. <laughs> And just in case we didn't put the 25th Amendment into play, if you get in, like, off in the weeds, we brought in the VP here, David <laughs> <Yeah>. O'Connell. <laughs> Hello, David well, O'Connell. Thank, thank you very much for having me back. Dave, I think this is episode 107. or one of, I think, No, this is 106. So we rebooted at 100 to the 2.0, and you hosted one or two of the original uh, in the house. That was yeah, and you find a few of them originally. When, when were those? How many numbers ago were those? Oh, it was a long time ago. I'd say the last one I was on, I helped Andy, and I want to say it was 60 or 70-something. It's a pretty big minus. That, that's a long time ago. It was a while ago. <laughs> all right, so now now that we've done all the, the formal introductions, uh, this is Kenny Alward, and uh, Scouse, I think, has a few topics to go ahead and kick off the festivities, so let her rip, take chip. So... Um... What we have is um, we're getting ready to come up to a new season. And um, I've been combing through um, everything um, on the news that we've uh, we've had in the last few uh, months. And now we're going to put um, the coach on the spot and find out um, what his thoughts are on um, the players that we've uh, lost, the players that we've gained and see what our direction is going to be coming into the new season. So, um, Danny. Yeah. So, you broke my heart this year. You did. Oh, boy. Speedy's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, Speedy's, Speedy's not, coming not coming back. You broke my heart. I never wanted to do that, Scouse. Come on. So, uh, tell us what happened. What why is uh, Speedy moving on? Yeah, listen, I, you know, we, we certainly wanted Speedy back. Um, I don't think there's a question about that. Uh, and ultimately, he ended up making a decision, I think, that he felt was best for himself, uh, for his family, um, from a business standpoint. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, the guy, uh, I can't say enough special things about him. Uh, love him as a human being, obviously loved him as a player. Mm -hmm. um, these things happen in football, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and and while, uh, while he's not going to be wearing a Louisville City jersey, I, I do uh, wish him the best, except when he's playing against us, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so, listen, at the, at the end of the day, he made a decision. You know, we certainly were, you know, I think the last time I spoke publicly about it, we, we were in, in the middle of negotiating um, and, and he ended up getting an offer from uh, Miami that he, he couldn't turn down. Um, and, and we had a lot of good conversations when he made the decision, um, left on very good terms uh, and, you know, definitely a difficult one, but one that, you know, we understood and. And at the end of the day, we want Speedy to be happy. He's done a lot for this club. Um, there's certainly no ill will, uh, and and you know we wish him the best. But it was a it was certainly a, a 
a tough one for sure. Yeah, there was it was that was the uh, the biggest surprise um, for me um, when it was announced that he wasn't coming back to Louisville City, and everybody in Scouser's house, you know, we all uh, love the guy, and he's going to be sorely missed in the midfield. Um, and all I can do is remember going back to the the first goal at uh, the Lynn Family Stadium that he scored from outside the box, yeah. and. Yeah, we knew it was in because we were standing in Scouser's house. We were sucking it in at the same time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had a good view. You had the best view in the house. Absolutely. Yeah, we do have the best view in the house. Yeah. One of these days, if you're not coaching, you have to come down there and join us. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully that's not anytime soon. But yeah. Not anytime yeah, soon. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have an afternoon off. You can, yeah, come, yeah. you can come down for a racing game, though, and stand there with us. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Unless yeah, Christy yeah. has you. I definitely can do that. I can definitely do that. Yeah. Hopefully there's no red cards, you know, for me, and then then I not have to be there during one of our games, you know. We I'll, tell you, that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we have tried really hard to get red cards thrown out of our own section before. We've been perfecting this for about five to six years, and uh, we have yet to get a red. We haven't got a yellow yet. I think we've uh, we've been flipped off a few times by players, but no yeah, yellows or yeah, reds. There's no doubt about that. No I, doubt about that. I, I don't know why the goalkeepers don't like us. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's uh, weird. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> so um, it seems like that we, you know, we've we've lost quite a few players. We lost Speedy, and um, we've lost Ben. Unfortunately, he went back to his uh, his loan ran out, and he went back to his parents' club. Um, but tell us about um, what's going on with uh, Luke because he traded his uh, Louisville City shirt in for a coach's jersey. So. Uh, how has that uh, benefited the coaching staff for you guys? Yeah, it's been good. Listen, we, you know, had a lot of good conversations um, with Luke, both on the field, off the field. I think it was a natural transition for him. You know, the one thing I, I absolutely love about this club um, is the ability to, to promote within guys that have helped build the culture here, guys that understand what it means to to wear the crest and who better to be uh, leading a group of the, the kids um, who are looking to one day wear that crest than a guy who's done it uh, and won championships here. Um, you know, he is, sorry about that. He is, uh, I think he's in a great spot to continue to develop from a coaching standpoint. Um, he, like I said, he knows the culture. He knows the expectation of Hack and I and the staff here. Um, so I think he's in a, in a really good spot, um, you know, and we, I see him constantly. We talk still uh, consistently. Um, so it's a, I think it's a great move for him and, and something, again, that we're proud of here at the club for sure. You know, I, I don't think uh, it should ever be taken for granted the opportunities um, that, are, that are provided here. So that's one amazing thing about the academy and the platform that we have here now. And, you know, I want to just go ahead and I want to applaud um, Louisville City for um, the academy setup that they have um, they've created here in Louisville, because um, I'll be the first one to say that um, there are certain clubs around um, Europe that, um, you know, I just cannot stand because uh, they don't give their academies a, a good chance. And... Um, you know, I, I think uh, the academy system is a, a good um, starting point for many players. And, you know, my my beloved Liverpool, you know, look how many uh, of the young kids that came up out of the academy are now playing in the first team. And, um, you know, uh, my, one of my favorites, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's uh, now one of the best defenders on the planet. So I applaud Louisville City for, uh, for taking this route because I, I do believe deep down in my soul that uh, this is the best way to go forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I honestly think it's fantastic. Listen, I could tell you from the 19s, I, I, I know every single player on that group. I've gone and watched them numerous times already. Um, you know, Hack has done the same. And I think that to your point, it's important. It's not, uh, it's not just about the fact that we have one, but implementing the plan and the ideas and, and these kids being able to come into training look for an opportunity to earn an academy contract. And then like Elijah, first team contract, that's the idea in building a core club. Um, and so holistically, when you talk from the bottom all the way up, um, you know, being together and implementing a plan and 
and I've said that numerous times already in this conversation, but I think it's important. I think it's amazing that I can, I can tell you, you know, starting 11 or the entire roster for the under 19s for the academy, right? I think that's really important in, in my role. Hack would tell you the exact same thing. Mario and I are as close as can be. We have con constant communication on the players and how they're doing. And then I go see with my own eyes, you know, that, that's the amazing thing about this training ground. You know, and we're going to be even closer here once it's completely uh, finished. So it's it's fantastic. So on that with the, the players coming up from the academy, and this is one of the points I kind of put out there. This can get kind of glossy terms when you say, oh, we, it's just it's a Louisville City type player. But truly, what are some of the qualities that, that you're looking for? We know we've seen the, the style kind of change a little bit the way that Hack likes to have the team play. Uh, but for your academy players, are you looking for speed are you looking for smarts are you looking for on the ball skills off the ball skills because it's easy just to say yeah we want all those right and then all yep. of a sudden you've made every player on the planet but what truly are some things that you see as pathways into the louisville city first team from the academy well i think first you look at how are they doing in their environment meaning in with their group right are they a player that's taking in information are they a player that's then implementing that information do they have a good understanding of how Mario is trying to play? Do they have the intangibles of, are they competing every day in training? Not are they just good, but are they really, uh, does, 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 are they coming every single day to get better? Not taking a day off. Because the one thing that these kids have seen sometimes when they come into our group is you don't have that luxury at all in training with us. And the players, the, pl the first team players will let you hear it. And they'll let you know, right? And so then are you taking those things that you do learn when you're with the first team? And then are you trying to implement them when you're with the academy? And you can talk about position, you know, the position that they play and the things that we expect from each place on the field. But at the end of the day, these kids have to continue to grow. So what we saw in Elijah and the development and the growth from the minute he was with the academy and then he's with us and then he continues to build and get better and get better. Um, does he have that, that right mentality on a daily basis? Um, and the soccer side of it, if you go watch those kids play, there's some fantastic players on, on the team. No, no doubt about it. So then you break that down and you start thinking, okay, does he have the intangibles to continue to develop at the level that's necessary to earn a first team contract? And then you start bringing them in slowly and you see, okay, how did he, how did he train today with the group? Is he able to handle the, the pace? Is he able to handle the physicality? Is he, is he taking in the information? So there's a lot of detail that, that goes into it. Uh, fortunately, that with, with the way that um, the academy is structured right now, that expectation is already there for them, which is, which is when you talk about the club holistically and the way that Mario has implemented this with the group, Mario was with us every single day. So he knows the expectation of, of us at the first team. So when you have that with those kids on a daily basis, it's invaluable for them because he's showing them and telling them and explaining it every day. And then when they get in our environment and they see it, then it's about them going back into theirs and, and implementing it. I don't know if that answers your question, it, but that's- No, it, 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 it does. Is. No, it, it does. And then to see the players that have been able to sign like Elijah come up through and some, some of the others, they can go back and take that what they almost like uh, it's going back to the nest and take yep. them back what they learned from the bigger birds sure. you know and, and share that share that uh david i don't want to pass up anything that you've got on your mind so jump at any point scouts and i'll run on forever you, oh, any yeah, thoughts I, on this I was ask, at what age does the academy begin for the city uh i i think well the, i should say this the the age groups that i'm mostly focused on for for us is around the you know 15 years old and and above um but okay. i this is gonna sound bad i i don't know the exact age group that they do it because i know that they're looking to to add as well so i'm not 100 percent positive on that okay thanks so mario the young kids watching this uh podcast right now and saying well how do i get in, into the academy how, how do you guys select the guys that start go to go train at the academy so Mario has done a really good job in the community um, from those relationships and those contacts. And honestly, he'd be a better person to ask that question to because I don't want to give you the, the wrong information. But I do know he done a, 
he has done a ton of work um, in in keeping those good relationships with the clubs locally. Um, and then whenever there is an opportunity to bring someone in, giving giving them a, a chance, you know. Um, and he's done a great job in doing that. I, I certainly applaud him. So I was doing a little research on some of the new signings, and obviously you've had a heavy hand in those. Uh, it's interesting. Normally, when you see a new signing, it doesn't start out with anybody's height. It normally <laughs> says a name and where they're from. <laughs> so, so the, we replaced six seven with six nine, and you know, height's one of those things you can't teach, right? Yeah. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about our, our newest keeper edition. Yeah. So so tell us all about Simon because uh, it seems like now that he's bigger than the goal itself. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, and I only say this because Hack has given me so much crap for it. His name is Simone. Okay. I've been, I, I have said Simon over and over again, just out of habit when you see the name spelled. Just want you guys to know it's Simone because if you say Simon, <laughs> Hack will lose his shit. Okay? <laughs> uh, and, so listen, this is a this is a goalkeeper that fit the profile of what we were looking for. Um, he's coming from a system that they force them uh, to play out of the back. Uh, he has very good feet for a goalkeeper his size, similar to Ben. Um, and and obviously, you guys know we we lost Ben to to Cincinnati, and it was you know we had to, to go out and and get a replacement. We had plenty of opportunities for different goalkeepers. Um, there's been a lot of MLS teams that have been really happy with um, how we handled Ben uh, from beginning to end, including the, the hundreds of conversations I had with Cincinnati um, and that word got around. So there's different opportunities out there. Um, but Simone uh, was someone that was highly sought after. He's someone that is, a, um, as you know, a very big goalkeeper, good size good at coming for for different services he has good feet um you know so we're really happy with with that addition for sure given you know losing losing ben so uh let's go down to at, at the, the roster a little bit and tell us about uh mr gibson um he looks like he's a um a midfield player that uh, has got uh, plenty of experience so uh how did we uh, come across uh, Mr. Gibson? Yeah, so I've known I've known uh, Tyler for for quite a long time. Hack and I um, have been following him since you know last year. Uh, he was he was very important to them last year. I'm sure you guys know that. Um, you know, could argue this year probably one of the most important players other than Pasher. Um, does so Tyler. much the, the other Tyler, yeah does so much of the dirty work uh, for the way that, that Indy plays. Um, and he's a, he's a player that, quite honestly, we, we know will fit the culture perfectly, which is first and foremost the most important from a human being standpoint. Um, I know that his drive, desire to win on a daily basis is going to fit perfectly. Then when you talk about him as a player, listen, the guy covers a lot of ground in transition. His ability to, to connect passes, uh, change the point of attack. Those are things that we looked at and, and felt was going to be a, a, of importance to, to us this year. Um, and we think he, he fits it perfect. Then you look at the relationships that he already has with players in our locker room, um, you know, and has played with. Those are things that, that you know, we looked at and, and felt he's going to be a really good addition and important to the group. Um, can't speak highly enough, like I said, of his character. Uh, that for Hack and I, will always be the most important thing uh, when it comes to signing a player. Because the way I look at it is he's so sick and tired of getting beaten by Louisville City, he thought he <laughs> better just come and join us. Well, listen, if you just listen to him speak about it, he'll tell you, uh, he'll tell you it was not fun uh, playing against us. And it looks <laughs> like the players really enjoy playing against him. So, you know, um, he's happy to be on this side of it. And I honestly believe he's going to be a really good addition for the group. So we, nope. sent, so we send Ben back to Sensi, and um, then we also pick up a former Sensi player. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy McLaughlin, tell us about him a little bit. Likes to get on the wing, take on some people, I guess. Yeah, someone we've known for a really long time, um, I think. Did I say uh, Jimmy right? Is it Jimmy or is it Jimmy? 
Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. I don't, want hack, right. I don't want Hack pissed off about this one, too. No, you said, you said that one right. Okay. Mm. He's, a, he's a player that in the, in the final third, you know, I think you guys have seen him quite a bit from when he was in Cincy in the USL, but a player that loves to take players on in the one uh, in the final third, 1v1. Um, pretty fearless from that standpoint, which is something that we love. Uh, serves a quality ball, has the ability to come inside. Uh, and shoot with his right as well. Um, defensively, work rate is exactly what you need here at Louisville City. You cannot just be a guy that, that is attacking-minded. You have to have that defensive ability, the ability to press. Um, has an engine to be able to do that for 90 minutes. Um, obviously had a little bit of injury uh, problems there, uh, but not something that we're worried about. Our trainer's already spoken with his. Um, has already met with him, has already looked at his body, done all the due diligence, you know. Um, and quite frankly, again, a player that uh, is familiar with a lot of guys in our locker room and also understands the culture and, and what it means to, sorry, what it takes to be able to, to wear a Louisville City crest. And I think any conversation you have with him, you'll know it right away, um, that, that's, uh, that he understands the responsibility that comes with signing here. So, um, would you regard him as a direct re replacement for Luke Spencer? Direct replacement for Luke? Yeah. No. He, uh, he, he'll play on the left or the right as to where Luke was, was obviously playing as the nine uh, up top. So, they'll be in a, they won't be uh, competing with each other. Or they wouldn't okay. have been, sorry. Okay. So, um, tell us about Elijah. Um, why did we pick uh, Elijah to be at Louisville City? Yeah, so that that he's been it's been so much fun watching his development. I think I might have said that in the in the press release. In that this kid has just continued to grow, um, both physically, mentally. He understands. He's he's continuing to to understand what it takes to be a pro every single day, which is something I alluded to with those academy right. players earlier. Right. Um, right. And honestly, he's absolutely won over the locker room, which is not easy to do as a young player uh, here at Louisville City. The kid um, has, has grown leaps and bounds in the middle of the field, his ability to, to cover the ground, his ability to change the point of attack. We've certainly, he's grown from a physical standpoint, which is something that he was struggling with, which, to be expected, right? He was much younger than the guys, but he doesn't quit. Um, and, and I think you start to see as he's older now and more experienced with us, you start to see his personality come out a little bit more. Whereas before he was super quiet, didn't say much at all. Um, you know, I, I have to give a lot of credit to the whole locker room, but Paulo's done a really, really good job as a captain in, uh, in trying to, to help him in every facet of the game, both on and off the field. Um, and so when you look at players, those academy players, and, and you look at them earning a first-team contract, make no mistake about it that those that guy, those guys in the locker room have played a massive role in it, massive, massive role. Um, but he's he's been great, Scouts. You're going to see – I think you're going to – I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy seeing this kid, especially him being from here. Okay. So – with all of the players that have left this um, close season and with all the players that have come in, are we going to see anything different on the pitch to, in the coming season? Are we going to play a little bit different? Are we going to play completely different? What are we expecting? Yeah, so our, our, our principles won't, won't change. You might see different shapes for sure at times. You know, Hack and I have had lengthy discussions and, and meetings about that. Um, and those are things that we'll work through in preseason. Um, but from a style of play and, and how we, we see the game and our philosophy, um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of things different from that standpoint. Listen, the reality is, is we've been, we've been fortunate to, to keep a good group of players who it's a testament to the club. Uh, I think that's a huge part of it. To the organization, for sure. Um, who know the expectations from us as a staff and obviously as a club. So I don't see, you know, what I can guarantee you is that our principles are not changing. Um, you might see a different shape here at times. Um, and those are things that we're, we're, we're working through uh, and we'll continue to work through with the players in preseason. 
And again, that's that's one of the things that I really applaud uh, local city for because the amount of players that actually returning, um, and you know, one of the guys that I really look up to at local city is uh, Niall McCabe. You know, he's been there from the get go, and um, he's part of the engine room at local city. And uh, right now, I, I think uh, local city has got a really good balance of the youngsters um, coming in with some of the uh, the seasoned veterans that we have on the team. And um, I don't expect anything other than, um, you know, a, a very formidable um, force going forward. And I do believe that we're going to be knocking on the door of another championship this season. Absolutely. You know, and that's the that's ulti the ultimate goal here in, in, in this office and, and in our discussions on a daily basis. And we say it in public, but the reality is, is that, you know, that's our expectation. You know, and and it's not easy for players, uh, new players, I should say, to come in and, and understand that. But when you have a locker room that we have, that's that's the best part about um, this group, right? Is they know the expectation, and you lose in a conference final at home um, last year, and you know that that doesn't go away. That feeling doesn't just go away because it's. Uh, what, oh, January it's definitely 12, not. You know? It's definitely not Sorry. gone away. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bus <plus> too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and my it hurts. that is for our players. It's the same, right? And it's it's that you know it's that itch to I want to be back on the on the field now, you know. And it's this it's that's that's the expectation here, you know. Yeah. Now, one of the uh, unsung players that was uh, on our team last year that. Um, I really enjoyed watching. I was really impressed with him because he is so young. Is Mr. Gomez? You know, um, I remember uh, seeing him come on for the first time, and I'm going, "Oh, I don't know about this." But you know what? I was impressed with the way he uh, handled himself over there on the uh, the left hand side. And you know, what can you tell us about him? How is his development coming? Yeah, it's been excellent. Um, he, you know, he spent most of this off season training in Europe. Um, he's, he's a kid that, uh, a lot of people are familiar with over there. Um, you know, and he typical young, young player, he didn't want to break, you know, he, he kept going. Um, and, and we expect him to, to come into preseason flying. Um, as you saw last year, listen, the young guys and old guys, doesn't matter. Mistakes are going to be made. Do you learn from it? Are you able to get better from it? You know, this kid was after every game the next morning in our office, knocking on the door. Can I go over my film, individual clips every time he touched the ball, every play that uh, he was involved in or not involved in. Same when Oscar was playing, him wanting answers, you know. And so those are things that you look at when you look at a kid of his age and you say, OK, you know what, this kid wants to get better every single day. Right. And I know that's the theme kind of, of what we're talking about. But when you look at him. It's it's exactly uh, what you need and in order to have a successful long career. Um, so you know his ability to get up and down, fantastic. Uh, his um, his mentality, both in training and in games, fantastic. Ability to serve a ball, he can continue to grow in that area of the field for sure. Um, and and he's doing it, you know. So we're excited to have him. Uh, back, obviously, uh, and looking forward to seeing how he comes in the, the preseason competing. He certainly didn't look like a kid out there last year, that's for sure. No, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is pretty amazing. When you, when you look at his age and then his uh, professionalism, kind of, he's, he's, uh, he's much older in his mind than he is uh, on paper, that's for sure. Yeah, to David's point there, there was a point late in the season where he came on on the left side of D, I believe it was, and he was almost controlling the play, running up down the, the line there. And that was really fun to watch for me uh, as to see a kid. And you could see the team gave him his room too because you could see a few of the people on the left. I saw Paolo drop back a few times to give him space to get into for protection to kind of let him grow a little bit. And that even in those like little one or two minute runs there, and I forget who that was against. It was one of the last games of the regular season. I yeah, that distinctly. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and the reason why I'm picking on him is just because he really impressed me because he was so young last year. But, you know, I could have sworn he's been uh, playing on the pitch for decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him again this year. 
absolutely. Just got a text from Lance McGarvey. He was uh, texting me about something, and I sent him a photo of uh, all of us doing this. And uh, I said, Lance, you should be calling into the show right now. And he goes, nah. He said, I'd rather listen to you guys, the ones that know what they're talking about. So <laughs> Lance, thanks for texting in. And also, uh, congratulations to those that haven't heard that Lance is now also the official voice for University of Louisville men's and women's basketball. Well done, Lance. Congratulations. Job, Lance. Nice. Well, 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 well. Yeah. He deserves it. That. Deserves yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of these uh, days I'm actually going to get out and watch a basketball game, but, uh, you know, the uh, football's the only way to go. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a name at you right here since, you know, North Carolina FC obviously has gone through their issue dropping down to USL League One. Clearly there are opportunities there. Um, Robert Christo, six foot five forward, scores a goal about every 94 minutes. See somebody that would be a somebody that we would like to look at that type player to fill in one of our striker positions yeah i think you know i like robbie i, I know him well um not 100 percent sure he would fit um kind of our exact style of play and what we're looking for uh but i don't think you're gonna see us add another forward i can tell you that um so but i know him well you know, big boy up top, really good when you give him good service. Um, not sure he could press, you know, the way that we ask our, our, our forwards to press. Um, but definitely, definitely a good player. So it's a fair question. Yeah, I just always think about the headline there. Again, you know, you start out with 6'9 keeper, then you start with 6'9 forward. And I'm thinking, yeah. all right, so <laughs> Luke, Luke is gone. And we always kind of considered, or at least in the people that stand around me, we kind of considered when Luke would come on late in the game, it was like the horse got out of the stable. Watch out, because yeah. this horse is just running down the pitch and don't get in front of him. So I can envision that, yeah. that, that Peter Crouch just some service in the box in the 90th. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There's no doubt about it. So with all the additions that we've got on the team right now, um, what uh, positions are you guys um, looking to fill for the, um, the upcoming season? I wouldn't say that we've... I wouldn't say that we, sorry, I was just looking at the board again. Um, <laughs> we haven't really. Uh, hey, Christy Holly, I just want to let you know the board's <laughs> out of camera shot. It's over there to the right. It, it's not on camera. So we made sure that was okay before uh, we started filming. Yeah, Christy was positive that he had the, like the Chinese food list up there, and he was ordered like number four Kung Pao for lunch <laughs> off the list on the board or something. Honestly, that sounds incredible right now. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, we're still in a, in, a, in a point where we're evaluating every spot in the roster. Um, and so I wouldn't say that I'm looking particular. we are looking particularly at one spot or the other. We're more looking at each player that gets sent to us as well as players that are available on the market. Do we feel they, they fit all of those different intangibles that, you, you know, we've been talking about? Um, and then obviously budget and market and, and that kind of thing. So, um, not looking at one position in particular. Like I said, we really, really are happy with where we are right now in this moment. Um, there's zero doubt about that. Um, it's just about, you know, if there is something out there for us to, to, um, to add and it makes sense from every facet, then, then we would do it. So I was talking to uh, our buddy, my buddy, a friend of the show, Devin Kerr, earlier today. And uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, uh, he's actually on a bunch of calls tonight because he's uh, helping out with MLS draft next week. So <laughs> he was going to try to jump on, but he can't. But he did want to send you a note. So I told him I would read it during the podcast. Thank he goodness said, he didn't get on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and I also, Devin, you know, from ESPN and also a host of uh, Three Honest Lads. And I think you had a lot of fun on the, the pod with them. I think it was oh, a, yeah. the show there. Oh, yeah. Um, so Devin sent this to you, so I told him I'd read it out on the, the pod, so here we go. So for once, Devin wants to switch things up and send positive thoughts to you. Hopes you're doing well in the offseason, enjoying some time with your family, and was pleased to see that you were finally able to speak out of eye with the academy players the other night. Ha ah. ha Oh my gosh. That <laughs> <laughs> God, I think that's in, tell you what. That, I think that's completely Devin there. And uh, I think that was that when you were working with the U19s, maybe? Did you yep. take part yeah, in that? Yeah, yeah. So I took them, ran a session. Um, I tell you what, that guy. One day, one day, Devin, I'm just gonna explode. I'm just gonna go off. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> 
Go back and watch my footage of the playing days. I was Scouts, you would have you would have loved it. I was a psycho. There's no doubt about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get down to the nitty gritty. Really important question right now. You know, you know, I'm a uh, me and Kenny were actually diehard Liverpool supporters. I do. Yeah. So who's your um, who's your team of choice? Oh. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot now. I know this answer. I'm just no, that, that, that's that's listen. Just take a deep breath, okay, before um, I answer I, your question. No, listen. I, I, in all seriousness, I've I, I've gotten to this point now. Where <laughs> I find myself I find myself watching these games strictly tactically. Like I am strictly uh-huh. watching the tactics of each team so i don't have a team that i'm like oh i i want them you know i don't i don't have a team like that however if you talk about the different styles of play i love the way uh klopp and liverpool play the game you have a completely drastic different style in tottenham and jose you look at man city and you look at pep they have a different style of play and so when you look at i'm i'm honestly i don't have a team that i'm supporting i don't have a but I do find it fascinating the way that the league is playing out right now. And I'm very interested to see how it ends. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there for all of the, uh, the local city uh, guys out there that um, there's a very important game going on on Sunday. You know that, right? Very, very, yeah. Very important game. So if you uh, are interested, why don't you come down and join us at uh, Molly's on Sunday and come watch the game with us at 1130 because we'll be down there. And um, Molly's is very good about being socially distant. So if you want to come out there and join the guys from Scouser's house, and um, and believe it or not, there's going to be Man United supporters there too. We left them in. <laughs> that so, surprises me. That surprises me that you guys yeah, let them in. We let them in. I'll tell you that. I'll yeah. That. So, but uh, we'd love to see you out there on um, on Sunday to come and uh, you know enjoy the game with us. So um, I'll see about I'll see about stopping by. I've been pretty safe because of my. My absolutely ones, it, absolutely uh, if it's pretty safe i'll, I'll see yeah. about stopping by absolutely so yeah for, not I, far from me and for those listening to the pod that might be interested actually nobody really wants to see scouse's ugly face my ugly face but <laughs> but my hot wife will be there and everybody likes to see shannon <laughs> there you so go. there's the life of the party she is our uh she's what, a, what's her official her official title on our board she's she's the, the party, uh party she's animal. The yeah, party animal, and she's the yeah the smoking hot uh, part of Scouser's house. That uh, right, so my wife. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. There's that. a distraction from us. Exactly. So, and then um, another thing that um, I want to throw the gauntlet down a little bit, and oh um, we've been talking about this for quite some time, and uh, I'm going to call my my good friend over there at um, Saints and try and get this set up. But the darts team of Scouser's house would like to throw down the gauntlet for a darts team of um, the Louisville City coaching staff and all players and okay. see, if, see if you guys can take us down because nobody's taken us down yet. Well, let me tell you this. I have a tough time accepting to a challenge to a team that has a dartboard in the video. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm setting myself up to lose to at that point. Yeah, there's, I just there's... saw David throw a dart around it, hit a bullseye, he wasn't even looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's almost like he did a little cam back hill or something like that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even looking at it. So in the interest of charity... I want to throw the gauntlet down to a team of Scouser's House to play a team of um, the Louisville City players and coaching staff um, to a darts match. All right. We'll see if we can set that up. I love darts. I'm just terrible at it. And, and actually, uh, I've been talking to a couple other guys, too. I wouldn't mind possibly a ping pong. I heard they have quite a few ping pong players, too. And I would love to get on. I tell you that. Then you're in. Now, now you're in the realm of our locker room. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) I mean, the amount of ping pong games that goes on. Talk about Elijah. This kid absolutely loves ping pong. It's ridiculous. And no matter who, depending on who you ask, you're going to get five different answers on who the best player is. That's for sure. You know, I've asked Evan several times, and he uh, he goes around a little bit. So, so I, I, I've just really noticed, you know, we're talking about um, somebody that's got a darts ball behind him. You ain't got one. You have two. That's, What's going on? You have two darts? It's, backup, it's one backup board. Well, yeah, you got one. Yeah. You, you got, got three. And you still can't beat me. <laughs> no, I only have two. No, that, that one's actually for BBs. 
Oh, the little ones for BBs. So yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Only two actual dart dartboards, but <laughs> <laughs> so you can like double fist darts at the same time. That's amazing. This this one's old school. It's got a deck of cards on it, so you can play card games. What? It looks like a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it it's, a, it's a full deck. Of, it's a full deck of cards, so you can play cards via darts. Wow. Yeah, and the way that uh, David plays darts, you know, uh, you, you're going to need to, the, the Ouija board because that's the only way you're going to be able to communicate after you played him darts. <laughs> so we laugh about all this COVID stuff, but we, uh, David and Anna and me and Shannon actually did something kind of fun. And this was right uh, not long after COVID was out there and everything was kind of shut down. We got in the stadium and we actually did a virtual darts game and it was a lot of fun. I had my laptop set up right over here with our dartboard and David and Anna had their setup and we played virtually and kept score separately. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. just a way to, yeah, just some way, yeah. you know, it's like one of these weird COVID things that you did. It was a lot of fun. Enjoy, enjoy yeah. a cocktail together and catch up though. It was nice. Yeah, yeah it was. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Danny, with, with uh, talking about COVID again, how is that affecting your preseason and how the way that you are training the players right now? Yeah, well, it's it's certainly thrown a, a numerous wrenches into preseason from a from a planning standpoint and games and and things like that. Um, but we're we're still going to be starting on time, like we like we have the past couple years. Um, and from a, a fitness standpoint, the the players are getting their workouts uh, in uh, daily right now, um, and then obviously we'll start up here in a few weeks. Um, and we will begin to implement the plan, uh, and we're still constantly, almost on a daily basis, working towards trying to finalize the ability to play games and all those things. But there's just so much up in the air right now um, with regard to that. And we have very good relationships with a lot of the MLS teams that are close to here. Um, but then, you know, their protocols, and and the, they have to answer to the league as well. You know, so there's. A lot of moving pieces, but we're we're starting we're starting up um, on February one, and and we'll get we'll get going, get back on the field, you know, mm -hmm. and start plugging away and preparing. So, will you be guys? Because I know in the um, season past that you've taken uh, quite a lot of the team down to Florida to do a lot of your preseason down um, in a warmer warmer climate. So, is that going to affect how you do it this year? Yeah, still to be determined. Those, okay. are, those are things that we're still working through. Um, we'd like to, um, but if it doesn't make sense from a competitive standpoint, um, for the ability to get good games, which is so important, as you guys know, this time, uh, in that time of year, um, you know, all those things are going to play a role in, in those decisions that we make. It's still a, a moving target, for lack of a better word, you know, before we can finalize anything. But what we do know is that we're starting training. We're going to start focusing on on implementing our ideas and, and integrating some of these new players, um, you know, and then and then we'll see how COVID and all these things uh, affect what we end up actually doing. So for because, yeah, and as far as I know from my conversations with the front office last week, because I just ordered four new Toyotas to go into the stadium, we still don't know the start date of the season. I think there's a, is there a league meeting this week to maybe cover that? Yep, there is, um, but you're you're correct. We, do, we don't know yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, do we have a ballpark uh, time when we can expect a um, a schedule for the season? Um, I don't have that answer. I guess, for for lack of a better word, I don't have that answer yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to shift gears on something uh, that I don't think has been talked about. I was talking to a friend of mine from Ireland um, about. I don't know, it was a couple months ago, and we were talking about the new stadium. And, you know, we go from Slugger into Lynn Family, and Lynn Family is this cathedral, as we call it, um, for soccer here in America. And we started off kind of a rough patch. We had all these home games because of the way that we were handling COVID, but it wasn't quite the start that we wanted. And he and I were just chatting one night about, he goes, you know, he said, have you ever thought about the difference of this is not really their home field yet? because they're in different areas of the pitch that they normally wouldn't see. And there's a background of something. I know, you know, from being a golf pro, I'm used to seeing like backdrops on my home course. It's like, oh, well, I know if I'm on this spot, it's 157 yards and it's a, a soft eight iron or something like that, you know? It, did you see the way that you guys coached or the players adapted to being in a new stadium? They didn't have the same sense of 
if I'm right here past <clears throat> this set of seats that I whip it in at this angle, any adjustments to that? Because obviously we came from the turf monster that was <laughs> yes we called home, but yeah. it wasn't really our home. So kind of a two part answer. Um, the first part, the first thing I would say is that, you know, while we didn't get the results that we wanted, obviously, at the beginning of the, this, the restart, let's call it, of the season, right? Um, you know, I can tell you, Hack and I still felt really, really confident about the football that we were playing and how we were playing. Um, so results weren't there, fair enough. Um, obviously not good enough at that point. But from a staff standpoint, still, we were still happy with, with uh, where we were get going how we were continuing to progress because there was so, a widening there was a widening and then we brought that in yep we did bring it in um but then you talked about uh the different views and things like that and and here's a good story for you um cam asked cam came up to me after one of the games uh i don't remember which one it was it was early in the in the season um and said hey danny can you take me out for some finishing I want to get a better idea of their surroundings. And it was the first time that I had heard a player, you know, mm -hmm. bring it to my attention. Um, and so to answer your question, clearly for certain individuals, um, those things are, are super important. A nine like Cam, sure. who relies a ton on his surroundings and relies a ton on understanding his spatial awareness, um, it, made a, it made a huge difference for him. Just going out and taking shots individually with me from different angles around the field so he gets a better feel of where he is in the minute uh sorry when the game is going on um so yeah there was definitely i'm sure there was was some of that um but i will say that it for you know and we hammered this home to the players as those games were taking place early in the season you know in in the process and we're gonna get like it's going to be all right. You know, we, we have to finish our opportunities. We can't concede the one, two opportunities that we do give up in 90 minutes. Um, and, and we're going to be fine, you know. And so uh, I know that's a long-winded answer, but yes, no, there was but, some of that. No doubt about it. There was some of that. No, that's, that's a great case in point there because you think about baseball and you think about Fenway Park, right? It's, it's a left field yep. wall. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's a left. It's there. So then, you know, yeah. what the ball's going over my head, but as the left, as a, yeah, the left fielder there, how am I playing that ball? Completely right. different. How am I going, taking second base? Am I going for third because it hits a left field wall? You'd have to have experience doing that or else you get kind of caught. Like I'm in a different aquarium here. I don't even know where the sharks are. Yeah, for sure. And listen, they, the, the players, I mean, the players loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like sure. they absolutely loved it. Every single bit of it. The only thing that was mi missing was, uh, the ability to have it as full as it would be normally, right? I mean, but still the the irony, and you could ask any of the players this, the way that it sounded, you wouldn't have even known that it was not, you know, 14,000, whatever the number is, right? I mean, it, everything echoes great. Um, the fans were incredible. And I, mean, I know was, the I know the opposing goalkeeper could hear everything we said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know? Yeah, there. So there's the SOP, the standard operating procedure, and our protocol in Scouse's house is as soon as the team news comes out, because we've always been so close to the keeper, even back in, you know, at Slugger, we're on top yeah. of the keeper. And now yeah. we're so close, like, we can smack him if we wanted to. Yeah. But is to Talk about red cards, that'll get you sent off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, to date, we don't have anyone yet, though, still confirming that. But Good. so our Good. first thing, our SOP is to scour social media and find out everything that we can about the keeper. We've that. had a few of them clap us off. Um, we've had a few of them, we've had few of them flip us off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just doing our I'm, little I'm part as the 12th man. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. more. Yeah. That guy was awesome. One of them even complained to Brad about us. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> Job well done. We've got about uh, 15, 20 minutes more here. I don't want to take any more of Danny's time. We have to. We've still got a few things to batter through here because uh, I know Danny needs that number four Kung Pao chicken tonight. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about Kung Pao chicken until you guys brought it up. It's the comments, man. It's everything, right? It all works yeah. together. It's on the board. If you look at that board, you know if number four is up there. Somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're like, is it a midfielder I'm looking for? No, it's the number no. four. <laughs> David, what, uh, what you got on your mind, man? You got on my mind? 
Yeah. Got the season Lots upcoming, man. We got Nick. We got <laughs> Nick warming up. Got I, him. Is he got any new drumming really routines for this year? This upcoming season. I really hope we can fill the stadium. I mean, like you were saying, it was so loud with just a fraction of that stadium full. I cannot wait until that place is jamming. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. I want to scare the opponents to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. Nick is keyed up to play the drums some more, too. Absolutely. So. Yep. And it's going to be uh, Anfield the Cop 2.0. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the videos that we had of Nick last year banging on the drums actually got picked up by the USL, and I'll have to go back and look at the tweet. But uh, the video that uh, was shot of that was in the thousands of views within one day, and I think I sent a screen capture to you, Dave, and I'm sure you probably showed it to Nick. And Nick was like, "I just want to go play video games." Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He he wanted he probably watched half of those views honestly because he wants to see himself do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people are watching me do that? Oh, okay, I'll watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. And he, he, he has to be he truly, he truly loves that club. Yeah. He has to be by far the, the youngest drummer in the USL. Absolutely. That is awesome. Just turned just turned 7, but he started doing the drums when he was 4. So, yeah. Mhm. He's a pro. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Already yeah. season seven. <laughs> yeah, he, he got scouse fired from the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, that, that wasn't too hard. No. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Danny, you played in one of the, I think, the northernmost soccer club in the world, maybe in the northern hemisphere. FC, be one what's of them. it? FK Boda Glimt, or what, how do you say that? Boda Glimt. Yeah. yeah. What? How did they you won the end league up, this year. They won the league this year. How did you end Norway. up in there from like Santa? I mean, how, uh, talk I through in, that. Um, I had been playing in MLS at that point for, I think, about either four or five years. Um, and I had played a lot of games uh, in MLS. And at that point, um, they had come in for me uh, to buy. Um, and Philadelphia agreed to loan me, um, and what an opportunity, uh, like, sorry, what an experience that was. Holy smokes. I lived in a place where the sun didn't go down. It would rain, snow, sleet, and then be sunny within 45 minutes. <laughs> like it was in the Arctic <laughs> circle. I mean... But honestly, what an experience and, and, you know, a lot of pressure uh, at that point up there um, to not get relegated at that time where they were. And now they, they won the league. They set a record, I think. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't remember the exact totals, but I, I think they might have lost one game in the whole season. And now they'll be in uh, Champions League qualifying and pretty amazing to watch that from afar, for sure. Still talk to them. Const not constantly, but I've, I've talked to them quite a bit still. I, I talked to them a few weeks ago when they won it. So, mm -hmm. Wow. Very cool. Fantastic. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned to us a little while ago that uh, you have a little one that uh, that you have. And uh, tell us a, a little bit about. Yeah. Um, Santiago, he turns a year in two days. Um He's my little heart and soul. What a kid. Uh, yeah. Dealing with some, some eye problems right now. And so we're working through some health stuff. But yeah. he's... Well, uh, I hear that. It's okay. He's getting through it. Um, he's a happy little kid. Um, first, he's my first one. So I'm certainly learning a lot. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about it. Um, it's a crazy man, time to have a kid. That's for sure. Holy smokes. My wife and I were just talking about that. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Think about... Oh. It was wild. It's wild. You know, locked up for a yeah. year pretty much and trying to protect yeah. him. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's tough, but what a gift. Holy smokes. They tell you, they everybody says that until you have, and you don't believe it until you have one. And then you're like, wow, do anything for this Absolutely. kid, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. So tell us about your wife because um, I think I've met her once, I think. Yeah. Maybe once. Maybe but, twice. Uh, how did you meet her? Met her in Houston. Uh, when I was playing a long time ago, um, and man, talk about a strong woman. It is not easy to be married to in, in this industry, um, especially when I was playing, you know, um, but she's incredible. She 
She works uh, in human resources here in Kentucky, and she's happy. She loves it here. She, she loves the club, certainly the people at this club that have, you know, bringing her in under their wing. Um, she's uh, she's working quite a bit, and, and last year, to your guys' point, holy, working from home and trying to raise a kid, and uh, I have so much respect for for her. There's no doubt about that. She's. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 you know, she's, she's been a great mother and wife. Mm -hmm. Can't say enough about her. Yeah. <laughs> and they're always welcome down to Scouser's house and you can tell them that, um, uh, they feel like coming on down. We've always got a spot right there for them. hundred percent. I will. We yeah. got, uh, we got Santi, uh, we got him the headphones so he can, he can stand right next to you and he won't even, he'll be fine. You know? Yeah. Uh -huh. right, nice. You know? Yeah. Very cool. Uh, now, is that because of the, the loudness of the noise or the, the words that come out of our mouth? <laughs> no, listen, he's yes. got he's got me as his dad, so don't worry. He's he's he. Unfortunately, he's heard it all. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So uh, it's okay for him to start going to daycare and start singing. The referee's a wanker. <laughs> I, I had to stop my son from walking around the front yard doing that. He was playing soccer, kicking the ball around. I started walking around the front yard chanting. I'm like, Nick, no, no, that's game time only, dude. Game oh, time. my goodness. So my, my neighbors that are just like 30 feet away from me, right on the other side of this wall, we brought them into it and they come to a lot of the games and their kids are, you know, 12 and 14. And uh, the when he was 13 at a University of Louisville men's basketball game, did not like a call and started chanting, the referee's a wanker. His dad texts me, his dad texts me from the Yum Center. He's like, what have you done to my family? Oh my goodness. Just oh blame Scouse. Let's blame Scouse. <laughs> my fault. I did it. Oh my goodness. But it's true. Maybe the referee is a wanker. Of, maybe I'll have to get him another set of headphones then just to confirm, you know. Because you're <laughs> right. You brought the daycare thing into it. He could get in some trouble walking around there saying that, you know. <laughs> Kids gonna get suspended at the age of two. <laughs> get a yellow card early. Yeah. Exactly. Why did you suspend my kid? Yeah, he called the teacher a wanker. <laughs> yeah. Won't be good. Won't be good. Mom won't be happy about that either. You know. So. No. But no, she no. get uh, the, on the other hand, she gets it. So that's fair. Yeah. Um. So annual general meeting. How do we say this thing? The AGM. The AGM. So yeah. we've got that coming up. I guess. Are we yeah, we've got that coming out. I've not really set a date for it yet, but um, that's on my agenda to talk with um, Tig on Sunday about when we go to the game. And okay. I will uh, post something probably later on um, Sunday afternoon as to a time and a date. And if it's um, if that if it's feasible at all, um, but we may just have to to do it just like we're doing right now, do it uh, virtually. But uh, we'll see how it goes and. Uh, you know, because the, the most important thing is everybody's health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we've got, uh, so for those that are newer, because we've got a lot of people that have started listening to or, you know, following Scouts House, even more so with all the work that Andy and Evan did through the years. And I think this has made a different audience with being able to have the video as well, especially during we're all sitting around watching videos right now, stuff that we never would have thought we'd watch two years ago. Um, we do have spots available. So the way the AGM works is, uh, if you would like to be a part of Scouse's house, it's just, uh, are we at $25, Dave, or is it $20? Where did we end up this last year? I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was $25. And when, um, during the uh, AGM, we will discuss um, coming up into the next season what um, our dues are going to be. And um, we'll, we'll post it all out there when uh, um, the, the AGM is finalized. And just like you said, if you're interested in filling a position at Scouse's house, I'll put the positions up on our Facebook page. And if you're interested in filling any one of those positions, then um, please let us know. And during the AGM, we'll vote on those positions and uh, we'll accept any help that anyone can give. Even, uh, you know, we have a, a plethora of um, Scouser's House ambassadors that uh, um, go around doing uh, the good work of Scouser's House. And, uh, um, oh, and you know what? I almost forgot. I almost forgot one thing. Um, just before Christmas, I, uh, I spent, um, probably maybe 40 hours of my time driving around Louisville collecting mm -hmm. coats. Yes, you were. So I just wanted to let everybody know that I was able to fill my car up twice. 
um, to the point where I couldn't see out of the back window of the car. My trunk was completely full. And I was able to do that twice and take them all over to um, KRM. Um, so refugee ministries. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know exactly how many coats I collected, but there was a very, very fair few coats that would fill up my entire car twice. So and everybody that donated coats to uh, KRM, um, I really appreciate what you did. And um, that's what Scouts' House is for, is just uh, passing it along and uh, passing it forward. And so we've, awesome. always, we've always had a lot of people that sit in our end because uh, we're kind of like the, we've become the international end. We're very much family focused. And even the way the stadium is set up, we've got the high top tables back there. So it really is kind of a fun party atmosphere with it. We think that we know why people should spend $25 to be part of Scouse's house uh, because of the things that we try to do through the year through the charities, because we do have to fulfill those needs from it. But Danny, from, you know, like a, a front office coaching and as a player, what do the supporters groups mean? And supporters groups are not something that we're used to in America, because when you go to a UofL football game or a Kentucky basketball uh, game, there's not supporters groups per se, there's tailgating, but from your standpoint, I mean, what would be your pitch as to why somebody would want to be, it doesn't have to be Scouse's house, it could be the Coopers, it could be any of a number of sports groups. What, what does it mean for you guys? Yeah, listen, the, the, the reality is, is that when you, I can say this from both having played, having supporters groups there, and obviously as a coach, you know, when I was playing, especially in Houston, by the way, and it gets hot there just like it does here, there's times where you, you need that little bit of extra push from people that you know want nothing but the best for you, right, and for the club. And I'll, I'll never forget there's times where the supporters groups give you that push. Don't, not even including, by the way, the stuff that you're talking about that is so important um, in giving back to the community and being a part of something bigger, right, than just yourself. Um, and so... For me, uh, I can't say enough about all of the supporters groups that I've had the pleasure of either playing for as a player or coaching for, and, and that support never goes unnoticed, right? There's, there's expectation at this club, um, and there should be from a playing standpoint and a results standpoint, but to have that, those people that you know are gonna back you through thick and thin um, is, is invaluable, you know? Um, and then, like I said, the, the things that, that these supporters groups do, you guys as well, obviously, giving back to the community, um, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And it's so important to, to grow in a club. It's what makes it. It, it really is. It's a, the, when my wife and I first started going to Louisville City Games, it's, it's different because we both have corporate jobs. So, like, let's say we go to a UofL football game or basketball game or UK or whatever it is. You always had to go by the booths if you're in the corporate world. You'd have to go, did you stop by the Humana booth? Or did you stop by this person? Did you talk to this person? And that's the one of the things I love about the SGs, and specifically ours because I can speak to this one so much. I could be standing next to a person that makes a quarter million dollars a year, and the next person to me is making minimum wage. And yeah. nobody's looked at any differently. It's yeah. not because it's like a we checked this off the list. Oh, did you do this? Did you have the, the cheese? And the No, we're here to heckle that keeper yeah. and uh, to try yeah. to give our – our guys and now our girls this next year uh, a lift uh so yeah. it, and that's where you really get the real relationships it's not the ones that are the superficial you do enough of email in a corporate world we all do that so yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> sure. this this is definitely a rallying cry if you want to get into the game uh, there's definitely a, a huge uh head of steam right now clearly with uh, having both the nwsl coming in if you go you can't not come back you just can't yeah. it's impossible yeah. it's, too, it's just too oh, much yeah. fun yeah no so I've got one more question for you, Danny. So yeah. with um, Louisville City um, being at look at, at uh, Lynn Family Stadium, and now we have the NWSL. We've got um, race in Louisville. Um, how much do your paths actually cross? You know, do you and um, Christy Holly talk to each other? Do you help each other out? How, how does that relationship work at that stadium? Yeah, I think once the the facility is done, listen, they've had a ton to do, obviously, right? Like they are they are grinding away, um, and they're doing a, a great job. 
Um, certainly had conversations with Christy, um, but I would imagine those will ramp up even more once we get into the into the facility, um, and then once we're all in the in the same location. Um, so as of right now, honestly, both uh, us and them have been so busy with with trying to build these things and him preparing for the draft and and those things. But which is it's, tomorrow. He's yeah, which is tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, but. He's been great in every conversation that I've had with him um, and his staff. Uh, yeah, his, his, you know, the, the just hired Brent. And so they, they've been great, honestly. Um, and so I would imagine that those paths are going to cross even more here as, as we start ramping up. And obviously COVID makes it a little bit more difficult right now, you know. So it's been great, though. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, really appreciate you taking the time, Danny. Uh, Thank you, Danny. Always super grateful just speaking with, and we have different conversations. And uh, you're definitely well loved in the city. Uh, people like hearing you. And uh, it's, I know Hack pushes you out sometimes, and you have to deal with somebody <laughs> on ESPN like Devin Kerr every once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, it's always a pleasure. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, and you guys need anything you know where to yeah. find me yeah the gauntlet is down gauntlet is down can you can you uh dark game dark game gauntlet is down can you beat scouse's house it will not slip my mind okay but yeah the answer is probably yes okay as competitive as i am the answer is yes okay that's all right <laughs> as it should be i refuse to concede uh, yeah. Danny, thank you so much once again. Get back to your your awesome family. Best of luck to the season. Continue with those other signings that are over next to the uh, General So's chicken, or where <laughs> they are that you're looking at on the floor. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, appreciate it. You too. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good night. All right. Bye.